Markets Farm held a Markets Outlook Summit on Thursday. Mike Jubinville is a senior market analyst. We're certainly looking at a scenario, uh, especially from you know the second half of uh, 2020, leading right into today, where you know one of the most significant rallies. I think I think farmers and myself have have seen not just in years, but potentially in our careers, and it's across a broad spectrum of commodities. And it's leading to me this broader view of something we haven't seen in the markets in, I think, probably 10 or 12 years. And it's really in most rallies are typically associated with uh, shortfalls of production and such. And that's really not the case, whether it's Canada or globally. It's, it's a demand-pull environment where the demand side of the ledger has really been aggressive this year, led by China, but certainly contributed to by a number of other countries, importing countries and such, that uh, has uh, created an aggressive demand feature to the marketplace that uh, you know, we haven't seen of scale like this in a long time. And it's really pulled uh, available supplies into the marketplace and is uh, creating some pretty you know, tight supply-demand balance sheets, whether you're looking across the spectrum of canola, Corn, soybeans, you know, wheat is starting to tighten up even a little bit too from you know, excessive supplies. So it's really helped lift all markets notably this year to some prices and some commodities now, not just at contract highs, but at all-time record highs. And let's uh, let's focus a little bit on canola and what's, what's happening there. Well, you know, the canola market uh, is trading at levels that, uh, you know, we've never seen before, where we see nearby futures... Uh, tapping upwards close to and around that $800 a ton area. Uh, it's created a cash price environment, uh, again, something uh, of the highest levels we've ever seen. Uh, in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, uh, 17s, even $18 a bushel, and we, we've seen $19 a bushel far out west in Alberta. So to me, uh, the strength is there. Uh, we always get somewhat uh, wary when we have these kinds of uh, spike-high rallies where we've just been pushing high uh, so progressively over a mo- period of months uh, to, like I say, all-time record highs now. But the underlying support still is there, you know, and that's driven by you know, strong demand for global vegetable oils and canola fits uh, quite well into that category. It's a very high oil content oil seed, and that demand is uh, really the key to the support of the canola market right now. And Mike, uh, touch a bit on, on soybeans and, and what's happening there. Uh, here too, you know, the, the strength of vegetable oils uh, is one that's uh, been leading the soybean market higher, but uh, like I say, the, the strength of demand that we've been seeing from China uh, especially over the past number of months, uh, has really drained the available supply of U.S. soybeans. And prior to that, the last crop of South American supply back last year was also drained away by uh, by China to record low levels. So we're seeing ending stocks in the U.S. for this current marketing year really at pipeline supplies. You know, it's, it's, it's at untenable levels to the point where the U.S. will probably be forced to import soybeans uh, during the summer months to meet their needs domestically. So these have been supporting the market, but a bit of a hiccup we're seeing here in recent days as, you know, the components that make up the value of soybeans, the oil and the meal, while the oil stays strong, the meal market 
is starting to struggle a bit. And that's seen in China as uh, African swine fever that decimated their hog herd uh, back in 2018-19, and they've been trying to rebuild since then. There's evidence of new variants of that disease that are prevailing again there, and there's some concern as to what that may mean for their hog production and down the line what it means for feed grain consumption if, if uh, they have to go through a process of herd liquidation again. So we're seeing the meal market back off a bit, and that's something I think that could put some brakes on the, on the soybean market. And uh, to wrap things up here, I wanted to touch a little bit on the uh, wheat market. Wheats, to me, uh, still remain a follower. You know, if you look across the broad spectrum of commodities, wheat still is relatively well supplied. Uh, no shortages on that front. But I think going into this year, we, we find things kind of interesting. The winter wheat areas are coming out of dormancy throughout the northern hemisphere, whether it's in the United States or over in Europe. We see incidents of some problem areas related to drought and such, though uh, we're under a little bit of pressure right now as a big rain system is going to go through the southern U.S. plains uh, and so maybe help boost the, the winter wheat a little bit there that's coming out of dormancy right now. Uh, there's a great debate here for the northern plain states as well as western Canada as to what spring wheat acres will be this year because we're in a very competitive environment for acres going into this spring with a number of different cropping options that you know are yielding you know good pricing opportunities there is a sense that wheat may lose some acres here so though this may end up being a supportive element for the wheat market but at this point in time, because of the broader perspective that we're not short of wheat globally, uh, wheat remains a follower to, to what other markets are doing, whether it's corn, soybeans, or even canola. That was Mike Jubinville, Senior Market Analyst with Markets Farm. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network.